Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you hear a little bit of a cold in my voice, it's true. It has been the craziest fall for me. So I so appreciate all your prayers and just encouragement. And I am believing that 2020 is going to be spectacular. So I'm very excited about doing this particular show because I do love Christmas time and I do love New Year's. And I, I really want to encourage you to think about Christmas in a little bit of a different different manner this year. We always think of it as gifts, and, and I think that's important. But here's what I want you to think about. I want you to really commit in 2020 to being the gift that keeps on giving. I want you to be the gift that God has intended for you to be. And I want you to be the gift that keeps on giving to the world only in the only the way that you can because no one can give to the world the way you give to the world nobody can do relationships the way you do nobody thinks the way you think feels the way you feel that you are a one-time occurring person so I want you to really be that original gift that God has created and we know that everyone was born with gifts, and everyone that is born is a gift. So I want you to think about that. God is the great gift giver. He gave us the greatest gift of all, which was the life of his son. The closest thing to his heart that he could give, the greatest sacrifice that he could make, he gave to every single human, to the, wor- to the world, to the universe. And so this is what I want you to think about. Everyone is born with gifts, so you have gifts that only you were born with. And everyone that is born is a gift. So you are a gift as well. And we know this in Psalms 139. starts in verse 13, I like to start at. And it says, you created every part of me. You put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. Because you are to be feared, and you do strange and wonderful things. I know it with all my heart. When my bones were being formed, carefully put together in my mother's womb, when I was growing there in secret, you knew that I was there. You saw me before I was born. The days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book, before any of them ever began. Oh, God, how difficult I find your thoughts, how many of them there are. If I counted them, they would be more than the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So this is really, really important to understand that everybody is destined, every single human. And this is the time that you want to commit to really doing destiny, to being the gift to the world that you were intended to be. 
Christ continues to be a gift. Every day in our life, he gives us his life. His life keeps giving us life. And so I want you to really focus on being the gift that keeps on giving and to recognize that not only do you have many gifts, but the fact that you're born is a gift to the world, to all of us. And the enemy wants to come against you in such a horrendous manner to steal that idea, that gift from you he wants to take from you. He wants you to think that you're nothing. That if you were to, to die today, maybe nobody would even notice. That you don't matter. That you don't have anything special to give. When what you have to understand is that you are it. You're the gift. Nobody can give to the world what you give. So let's think about what gifts are. Well, gifts are, you know, there's something many times unexpected. So we might expect to get a gift, but we don't always expect what we get, right? So for any of you that are parents, you wanted a child, you hoped for a child, you did everything you could to get a child. So you expected this wonderful gift, but you didn't always get what you expected, right? So gifts are also unwarranted, and they're oftentimes very undeserved. That's what a gift is, something that's undeserved. That's what Jesus was for us, an undeserved gift, his life. So what does it mean to you? What do gifts mean to you? What's the gift that you've most always wanted, that you were hoping that you would get? What's the favorite gift that you've ever seen or that you've ever been given? And what is the gift for you that keeps on giving? And generally, it's not going to necessarily be something earthly. So it's going to be your ideology. It's going to be your spirituality. It's going to be your relationship with the Lord. It's going to be your relationship with other humans that even if they pass, they're still with you. The experience you had of them still lives. That's the gift that keeps giving. So we want to make sure that whatever experience we are giving other others or this world is something that gives them good thoughts, good memories when they reminisce about us. We don't want them to think, oh, man, I hope I don't ever have to see that person again. Now, this is what's really important. It doesn't mean that we're trying to be perfect people. It means that we're trying to be the best version of ourselves. I'm just trying to be the best that God has created me to be. I'll never attain it. That's not going to happen until I get to heaven. But my goal is that I don't get in the way of what God has created. And that I try to live out what he created, his idea. So if he sees me as a gift to the world, I want to be that. Now, sometimes gifts that we get, right, might not always be pleasant, but they still can be life-giving. So what truly warrants a gift? What really indicates that something is or isn't a gift? So I want you to think about this, because this is, this is important to understand 
really, truly the definition of a gift. So a gift obviously is a noun, and it's something that's given voluntarily without payment in return as to show favor towards someone. Isn't that what Jesus did with his life? He gave it voluntarily, without payment, and he showed the world favor. And he honored an occasion, which is every day that we are born. So it's something that is bestowed or acquired without any particular effort by the person receiving it. It's something that that you get without earning it. And so this is why it's really important to understand that, that a gift is truly a beautiful thing. And when we think about what a gift really is, we want to make sure that we are appreciating a gift. Because I'm sure that, you, that you've got, received gifts that you might not have wanted. And then maybe over time you came to fa- find that, wow, that gift really is helpful to me. I didn't even know I wanted it. And I'm glad now that I have it. So I want you to remind yourself you are a gift And no one can give what only you have. And so Jesus continues to give his life through his death. He continues to give life to us. And the best gifts are the ones that require a sacrifice. So you and I both know that, you know, we can we can re-gift things, right? That's not a really big sacrifice. The gesture may be kind. The gesture may be nice. And actually, you know, maybe it is a big sacrifice. Maybe you had no time whatsoever to shop at all. Maybe you had no money whatsoever. And so you gave something that you had. So you always want to remind yourself that the gift makes it a gift because of intention, because of forethought. See, Psalms 139 tells us that God knew you before you were formed. He created you in your mother's womb. So there was forethought in gifting the world with you. There was forethought with Christ. So the gift doesn't have to be big, right? We can also give gifts that are qualities. We can give the gift of mercy. We can give the gift of forgiveness. We can give the gift of love, of acceptance, right? We can give the gift of help. We can help someone in a way that maybe they've never been helped. We can give assurance to someone. How about the gift of affection? Don't we all need to be touched? Don't we all need to know that we exist, that someone sees us? Do we take up space? How about the gift of consideration? So what can you think of? What are tangible and intangible gifts that you can offer to the people that you love, and you can also offer to your enemies. What are those gifts that you can give, that you can do, that may mean something to others because you did it? Maybe it's an issue of timeliness. Maybe the gift meant something because you did it in a timely manner. You didn't wait. You didn't hesitate. Maybe you did. So think about... The effort that goes into a gift, the thought that goes into a gift, the care, the concern, 
what is the point of giving the gift? Because that has everything to do with the power of the gift. You know, I, I can be given a gift. You know, I know some very, very wealthy people, and they might give me something that is of extreme financial value. But it was no effort to them. There was no sacrifice in it. There was maybe even not even any thought. Maybe their assistant bought it for me. So I'm grateful for the gift. But what about the gift when someone put forethought into it and someone gave you something because they knew you? They took the time to know you and know what would mean something to you. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about Be the Gift That Keeps on Giving. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much for joining me today and getting ready for the Christmas holidays and for New Year's. And I, I really do love this time of year. It is quite special and certainly can be painful at times as well. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. So I want to make sure if you're just tuning in, you can always go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And those shows, the most current shows are always posted on the website, you can listen to it right from your computer, or you can go to any of the podcast servers that um, you you generally prefer. And we're on most most of them, and all you need to do is look up conversations with Cynthia, and they'll be all all the different podcasts that that I've done. So you can certainly listen to this on that, and you can also send it to your friends as well. So I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being involved in this, and and I want to really reassure you and encourage you that when we think about gift giving and this time of year, that we recognize what a gift really is. And in the last segment, we really defined what a gift is. And I want you to remind yourself of the gift that you are. And, and the world is constantly trying to tell us that we're not worth anything, that we don't measure up, you know, the world tries to turn everything in a vertical manner, that there's somebody above you, somebody below you, so there's somebody better than you, but you're better than the person below you. And does all this comparing and contrasting, when actually, if you're a one-time occurring person and you're unique, you can't be replicated, then you really can't compare yourself to others. You're the only one that's ever been, and you're the only one that will ever be. And so you are a great gift. And God tells us that in Psalms 139. He knew us before you were, we were formed, and he created us in our mother's womb, and he says how beautifully and wonderfully made we are. Now, I, I know you and I, we both don't always live up to that. But the idea is that God made people, humans, to be with, and he considers them a gift. And the greatest gift of all is Christ. And his life keeps giving. So we are focusing today on being the gift that keeps on giving. That for the next year, we want to be a gift that keeps on giving. So I want you to think about your life. And that the, the greatest gift that you could give others is you, the best version of you. 
And so I love this passage. It's the Christmas um, story. And I entitled it, Let It Be With Us Just As He Says. So as we approach Christmas with all the joy and the wonder and we're drawn once again into the story of Mary and Joseph and that miraculous birth of Jesus and how blessed she was to have been chosen as a vessel to be used by the Lord. Now, I know if we go back in time, she may not have always felt blessed. She had a really hard time, really hard time with this gift that was given to her. But we are so grateful that she went forward with that gift, regardless of what the world did in terms of ridiculing and scorning her. So she, she's not like many of us. She knows that God had a calling on her life. And there's so much that we can learn from her story. So maybe you don't believe that God has a calling on your life. Well, I want you to understand that that's always the enemy of your soul talking because the mere fact that you were born indicates that there's a calling. Because you can't be replicated. You're the only one that can affect the world in the way you do, positively or negatively. So when I think about this and I imagine the morning that the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, I mean, that day must have started like any other day. She's preparing breakfast. She's seeing to the needs of her home, envisioning what her life with Joseph would be like when they were married, you know, just as any other ordinary woman on any other ordinary day. And then in a moment, everything changed. Everything. And Gabriel greeted her. And he said, good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. That in and of itself, think of that. He said, you are beautiful with God's beauty. He's recognizing the handiwork of God. He's not comparing her to other women of the day. He's saying... You're beautiful with God's beauty. God's beauty was bestowed on you because he made you. You're beautiful inside and out. God be with you. So that's Luke chapter 1, verse 28. So Gabriel greeted her by telling her how beautiful she was to God. I just love that, don't you? She was, he said, you're beautiful inside and out. So when God looks at us, he doesn't see the brokenness, the hurt the things that are incomplete, he sees his beauty. You are beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. That wasn't just said to Mary, that's said to all of us. So the God who created the universe and knows everything about you thinks you're beautiful, inside and out. Just soak soak that in for a moment. Can you fathom that truth? That's a tough one for me to take in because I don't always think I'm beautiful and I certainly don't always think I'm beautiful inside and out. But do I trust my creator or not? If you have kids, if you have pets, you can't help it. They're beautiful inside and out to you, even when they're at their worst. You can't help it. So this passage in Luke shares that Mary was shaken by Gabriel's greeting wondering what was behind a greeting like that. So she had this sense that something was important and it was about to happen. And it scared her a little. But Gabriel comforted her. And this is what he says in Luke chapter 1, verses 1, 29 through 33. He says, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. 
you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called son of the highest. The Lord will give him the throne of the father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Now, God's not going to say that to us when it, because Jesus, Jesus was born to Mary. But what God is saying to us is, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. And when he says, you'll become pregnant, a lot of that pregnant, that word pregnant means pregnant with something. That means there's something inside you, a gift inside of you that needs to be born, that needs to be given to the world, just as Mary gave Christ to the world. She bore him. You have something special in you that needs to be born at this time of year. So think about that for a moment. Don't let the enemy steal from you who you are and steal from you what God can do through you, just as he could do something through Mary. I mean, he can speak through anyone, right? He, could, he spoke through a donkey. So don't minimize God because of maybe how minimal you feel. I can do the same thing. I can make God smaller because of my faith, because of how I view myself. Instead of recognizing God can do anything he wants, anytime he wants, with whoever he wants, however he wants. And I want to just be a part of that. And I want to open myself up to that and say, God, hey, However it is, let it be with me just as you say. Let it be with me. So let it be with you. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about you being the gift that never stops giving. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. You can also listen to the show in its entirety on the uh, website at CynthiaHyatt.com or your favorite podcast server. Just look for Conversations with Cynthia. And we have a huge amount, hundreds of podcasts that, that I have done over the years that you can enjoy. So we are really talking about this whole time of gifts and gift giving. So I entitled this show, Be the Gift That Keeps on Giving. Because truly, that's us being a reflection of Christ. He is the gift that keeps on giving. He was the greatest gift humanity, the universe, has ever received. And his life, even through his death, keeps on giving. So I want you to think about the people that you have in your life that may have passed. And many things in their life that they have given to you, whether it be time, effort, support, um, just belief in you, even if they're past, the memory of that keeps giving to you. So you want to think about sowing into people's lives and being that gift that God envisioned when he created you. Because he knows everyone that he has made. Nobody is created without God's handiwork, his design, his fingerprint. 
Nobody just appears on the planet for God to say, hmm, I wonder how they got there. I didn't really plan them. I didn't create them. How did they get there? So you were planned. You were wanted. You were thought about. And you were then created with a purpose. And many times the purpose and the meaning may not be as obvious to us as maybe other people's calling. But either way, nobody can affect the world positively or negatively in the way that you can. So Mary had this this conversation with Gabriel. And he said to her, good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. Now, angels don't lie. Unless you're Satan, obviously. So he says, God be with you. So Gabriel greeted her by telling her how beautiful she was to God. God can say that to all of us. He thinks everything that he makes is beautiful. It's made in his image. The hardest part is that many of us don't grasp that. So we are not acting in ways that reflect God's image because we're not grasping who we really are. So when Gabriel said to Mary, you're beautiful with God's beauty, he's saying you're beautiful because God made you. So then he goes on to say to her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You'll become pregnant, give birth to a son, and call his name Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be called son of the highest. Wow, that's a a big gift. That's a big gift. So I want you and I to focus more on you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to what? What? What is God conceiving in you for the year 2020? What is he making? What, what, what's being conceived right now that's going to be beautiful because God has made it? And he's telling you to have no fear. It's a wonderful surprise. Now, I can only imagine the wheels beginning to spin in Mary's mind, right? She's like, how is this going to happen? But yet Gabriel told her, have, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. Now, who doesn't love surprises? The surprise is joyful, delightful, special. That's what God is going to give to us in the year 2020. And I believe that. But I also want us to have faith to look for it and to perceive it. And God says to us, do you not perceive it? So you want to be looking for those gifts that God is conceiving within you that he's wanting you to give to others. Imagine if Mary said no. But she said yes. And God conceived in her Jesus. That gift of Christ that never stops giving to us. So we can replicate that, certainly not in the way that God does, but as a version of who created us. So you can recognize, what is God conceiving in you for this this next coming year in 2020? What's he wanting you to give to the people that he loves? How are you going to spend your life? How is it going to affect the world in which you live? 
because you're there for a reason. And I believe that. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have one more segment to go. Make sure you stay tuned in. And if not, listen to the show on the website or on your favorite podcast server under Conversations with Cynthia. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining in. And if you're just now listening, I want you to know that you can listen to the show in its entirety on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can certainly also go to any of your favorite podcast servers and look for Conversations with Cynthia, and it will be loaded onto those. So thank you so much for all your comments and certainly your prayers through this last five or six weeks where I have just had crazy things happening. But here I am ready for the new year, so I'm excited for that. And I just really do appreciate your appearance and your presence on social media and supporting the things that we are doing as well. Any ideas that you have, I love to hear them. And so I'm thankful, very, very thankful for you as listeners and for what you do in your lives as well. And so I really want to encourage you again today to think about the fact that you are a gift. And so when I entitled this show, Be the Gift That Keeps on Giving, I don't mean that in a way that is one of work and effort. I just mean I want you to show up. I want you to be who you are. Because the enemy wants to tell you, that you have nothing to offer, that you, that, or whatever it is that you're offering, people aren't getting, or you need to be more or bigger or better or richer or smarter or prettier or what, whatever it is that you're hearing. All God wants is for you to show up and be you because only you can be you. Nobody can say things the way you say them, do things the way you do things. I, I tell people frequently, you know, nobody can do the successes the way I do, but nobody can do the same mistakes I do. They can't do my mistakes either. So you were created for a reason. And you were born for a reason. And there are things in you that you can give to mankind that God has destined for you to do. It could just be a smile. It could be a hug. It could be money. It could be time. It could be an idea. Who knows what it is? But that's important for you to be able to know that God was very excited when you were born. And he planned you to be on the planet, in this world, at this time. So when Mary had this experience with Gabriel, and he said to her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You're going to become pregnant. Well, I want you to think about that. God is always conceiving something in you. Do you not perceive it? What's he doing? What's he creating in you that he wants to birth into the world that only you can do? So this is where I want you to think about. Gabriel told her that she had nothing to fear because God had a surprise for her. And God has a surprise for you. And it's one that's going to be joyful, delightful, and special. Now, there may be some effort and some work. Maybe people aren't going to always get it initially. But his plan and purpose for you 
you're not even going to be able to conceive of it or understand it, just as Mary could not conceive of the fact that she was impregnated as a virgin. She couldn't conceive of that. And so the Holy Spirit conceived a promise in her, just as he's going to conceive a promise in you. Something new in you that only you can accomplish. So whether or not we have children on this earth, we are all birthers. I have not physically birthed a baby. But there are many things that God has created through me that have been conceived in me that have come to fruition that have certainly helped and changed many people's lives. And so this is what I want you to think about. Just like Mary, we're ordinary people living our ordinary lives, and yet God has something extraordinary he wants to do through us. We are an essential part of this process. So the Holy Spirit wants to do something new in you. So whether or not you've had babies or conceived of children, God is conceiving in you life, whatever that looks like. It could be an idea. It could be a gesture. It could be a moment. It could be creating something, making something, tearing something down. Whatever it might be, it might be telling the truth to someone. But it's extraordinary because God's wanting to do it through you. So God has a way of using ordinary vessels to do extraordinary things. Let's look at the life of David. He's the humble servant who actually defeated Goliath and eventually grew into his calling to become the king of Israel. Nobody thought that when he was growing up, but that was what was implanted in him when he was created in his mother's womb. That was the destiny. That was the calling. So Moses, he was a man who suffered a speech impediment. And fear, right? Through fear, he still led the Israelites out of Egypt. Paul was persecuted by the church only to have a life-changing encounter with Jesus that led to the conversation of thousands to Christ, the conversion of thousands to Jesus. Ordinary vessels, extraordinary outcomes. So just like Mary, we have nothing to fear. When we yield to God's plan for us, we will be challenged and stretched beyond anything we thought we could ever do. Just as a pregnancy literally stretches a woman as her baby grows, there will be challenges. There will be complications. We will often question if we're even fit for the calling that's placed upon us. Yet we have nothing to fear because God is in it and all around it. And he will see it to completion. That which he has conceived in us will be completed. The work he began in us will be completed. So do I open a womb and, and not deliver the baby? This is what Isaiah is saying. He's mocking this idea. He's saying, do I, the one who delivers babies, shut the womb? So I'm saying to you, does God open up something in your life and then not deliver it? Is he the one that delivers ideas and outcomes and extraordinary events only to shut it down? 
No. And the nice thing is, you're not going to be pregnant forever, right? <laughs> That's always a nice thing to know. For women literally pregnant, it's nine months long. So for you, if there's something in you that's being conceived, it's not going to be that way forever. So God will birth his amazing promise in you. Nothing is impossible for our God. Just as Gabriel spelled out God's plans for Mary, he revealed that to her cousin Elizabeth about conceiving a son, even in her barrenness. So he was reassuring her that God can do anything. So when you look in other people's lives, this is important. See, Mary's cousin Elizabeth was barren. She conceived a son. He's showing to Mary what he's able to do. So this is important for you. When you are seeing God do things in other people's lives, please do not compare yourself to that life and think that you're less than. I'm thinking that there's something wrong with you, that God's not doing something in you. I want you to simply look at what other people are doing for God's world as examples that God can do anything. And if he can do it in their life, he can do it in yours. And really, you can't even get in the way of it. I'm telling you what, God has done some big things in my life, and I, I have made some big mistakes as well. And God still seems to work around them. Nothing gets in the way of God. The only thing that can really get in the way is if we resist God, if we say no to him. Because he will honor our will. So I don't want you to compare yourself to other people and think that, well, if God's doing that in them, but he's not doing anything in me, I want you to say, if God can do it in them, he can do something even bigger in me. So this is really, really important. Luke chapter 1, verse 36 and 37 talks about that. It says, And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is, six months pregnant. Nothing, you see, is impossible with God. Nothing. The enemy is constantly wanting to tell us that we are less than and God is impotent. God is dead. God's not doing anything anymore. And that is a lie. And God does not lie. See, Gabriel is in essence saying, if God can do it over there with Elizabeth, he can do it here with you. So if he can do it for others... He can do it for you. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. And the greatest gift we can give God is our belief. Is that we believe he says who he says he is even when we don't see. There is nothing more powerful than believing in someone when it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But we know who they are. I believe in my husband. He believes in me. I believe in my clients. Even when I don't see what I think I should be seeing in the natural, I believe in who they are. So let me ask you something. What have you been able to do? What have you considered impossible? 
So God used one ordinary woman to do the most extraordinary thing in history. God became a man and dwelt among us. If he can do the extraordinary through her, he can most certainly do extraordinary things through you. God still wants to birth things in you that no one else can do. I want to say that to you again. God wants to birth in you things that nobody else can do but you. You need to be that vessel that is willing to be impregnated with whatever idea has God, that God has for you in your life. You need to be willing to say, I am here, okay, whatever you want to create in me. However long it takes, however weird it sounds, however hard it is to believe, God, I'm here for you. I'm available to you, and I have faith in you, and I have faith in what you can do. Be it with me as it is with them. So Mary responded to Gabriel's words as, she should, as we should respond to God's calling on our lives. She says, yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. That's Luke chapter 1, verse 38. She says, I am the Lord's maid. I am ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. This is what we are saying to God. Let it be with me as you say, God, not as I say, not as the world says, but as you say. So that's the beginning. Genesis, that's the beginning. The hope of all hopes, dream of all dreams. The child is born, sweet breathe, the sun is given to us, a living gift. And even now, with tiny features and dewy hair, he is great. The power of leadership and the weight of authority will rest on his shoulders. His name, his name will be known in many ways. He's the wonderful counselor. So this is important. What is God birthing in you for the coming year? And what is the impossible thing that he will make possible? So say this with me. Let it be with us, just as he says. Let's submit daily to his will that his power is made possible with the impossible. God bless you. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a wonderful Christmas week. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.